Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about personal lubrication, the science of what are the best types, what it does for your sexual activity, and different studies around literally lube. So it's a more adult episode today. Before that, we're going to do our What Do We Learn This Week's about Leonardo DiCaprio's snake and a simple way to not be stressed. And so we realized that we put time signatures in the podcast, but then ads mess up the time signature for if you want to skip ahead to the lube <laughs> part. What do people do for that? Wait, time signature? Because there are time signatures. I see them in podcasts I know, all the I time. So too. Does we're it so know? bad at this? We've been doing this for so long and we're like <laughs> just discovering how to do this. No, I think it's just like, okay, they are rough time signatures. Because if okay. there's like, everyone gets a different amount of ads based on you and who you are. So like, if we're saying the video episode or the episode, main episode starts at 20 minutes, it might be like 21.30. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like take a guesstimate. But I... When None I was, of y'all who are listening to this are skipping, I know. It. <laughs> <laughs> also, mom, family people, this is an episode just skip. because it's oh, yeah, this is sexy. an adult episode. So if you have young kids around... Unless you're happy for them to learn about like this is sexual education. Yeah. It's important. It's good. It is actually it's more important. like family. Like just probably turn the yeah. ones off. Like I just picture myself being like in a f- family, like, like road trip growing up. being like, Oh, I have a podcast to put on and putting it on <laughs> and being like, this is actually hell. Just sitting around. Listening. I think the title would have been a giveaway for this episode. Yeah. To oh, not let's put be on the, the lubrication <laughs> episode. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, it is really interesting. Sexual health is, it's so, so important. It's important, but it's so weird how it doesn't, it's easy to skip over if you're like a science communicator because like algorithms take them down and stuff like that. Yeah, like it could get flagged as inappropriate content yeah. or as not monetizable. As and say. when you talk about lube, you can only really talk about sex. Yeah. Like it's not used for much else. Yeah. I mean, that's always been an issue on especially places like YouTube, like sex, sex educators getting clumped in with sexually inappropriate stuff. Yeah. But even though they're not, they're fully educational and appropriate for whatever age group they're speaking to. But um, anyway... Well, okay, it is now. I learned a lot. It is now Wednesday, three days after the Rihanna halftime Super Bowl. Oh, you mean like for the people listening? I was like, Greg, it's not Wednesday. Yeah, so for us, it is Friday, three days before the Rihanna halftime (laughs) Super Bowl, which I am thinking about a lot. I watched her live on TikTok. So at this point, it's happened. Yeah, if if you are listening to this, it means you've already either watched Rihanna perform 
or you've just heard all about it at this point. And if you haven't watched it before and you instead watched the game, whoa. <laughs> and then you came and listened to Side <laughs> like, Note. That is interesting. Reach you out. You need to message us. Yeah, yeah this is like getting back to like the straight guys who reached out for us. What was was that on like <laughs> anal sex or something? It, no, eating ass. Oh, eating ass. Okay. Yeah, well, it's not like having, that different. No, but I mean like it was it was straight guys who were getting their butts played with by their girlfriends. Anal sex is... <laughs> if straight guys have an anal sex, that's interesting. That's getting pegged. Oh, I see. Um, Well, they could be giving it. Um, oh, but true. interesting. It's still an interesting, will be an interesting cross section. If you're somebody who listens to this podcast and did not watch the halftime show, but did, did watch, watch the, the football game. game. Does <laughs> anyone do that? Because I know numerous people, every single person I know will just watch the halftime show. Mm-hmm. In fact, I'm trying to figure out what bar we should go to to just watch the halftime show. <laughs> but there's no way that you're someone who watches like, I the feel game like, and wouldn't watch Rihanna. And, yeah. And unless like, you have a ritual of like going to make a bunch of food at halftime or something. That is insane. It's <laughs> Rihanna. Okay. So just predictions, predictions, predictions. And then it'll be funny to see if any came true. Um, I think she'll sing some of her songs. Oh, he's right. <laughs> uh, I don't really know. Like, I don't, I'm not like so into this in the same way you are. It's not that I'm not what? into it. I just mean like halftime Super Bowl shows never really like are that alluring to me some of them are good but you're gay i know and retroactively i choose the ones i like but in the moment i'm not like so hyped and i i really like rihanna as an artist but i have not seen that many live performances of her where i was like that's one of my favorite performances versus seeing like uh, lady gaga or beyonce or even like well i'm Thinking of like the Shakira of Super Bowl was really good. I hadn't actually Shakira seen and J Lo. Don't erase J Lo or she will murder. Oh, you. sorry, I was just thinking of like the, <laughs> like tongue yeah. Thing. No, it was um, great. Anyway, all I mean is I I don't um, like Rihanna necessarily for her live performances. Not that it means uh, I don't like her. Yeah. It just means I like her for her music more than the other stuff. So I am curious if she'll like quote unquote pull it off for me. Wow. So if the Navy's listening, just remember that he said he does like her music. <laughs> oh no, I do. And I'm not saying I don't like her performances. I'm just saying I don't, I don't have that much experience watching her performances where I've seen like so many Beyonce performances and I'm just always like, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Have you, Oh, we got tickets to the Beyonce concert. Sorry, everyone. If you didn't, <laughs> and we also got them through a friend Like we, I actually never got the code. I almost flipped my table and threw my yeah, computer. Greg was depressed for like six hours. But, got um, but, um, what are the, your you know, the part of, have you seen that Rihanna? Like, meme slash video where she's like and like vibrates really fast i think it's like so, we yeah. can't be casting and turn i can't and she like so many people are being like she has to so uh, a prediction number one she does the vibrate kind of the way dua lipa leaned into her like bad dance okay yeah that would be incredible <laughs> i don't think rihanna's gonna do that she seems like way too cool like she obviously yeah. has a sense of humor but i don't think she's gonna like, be like oh yeah that will be fun though i think jay-z maybe Will, like, come out as a special guest? Well, just, like, thinking about how, sure. like, integral he's been to her career and yeah. all the songs. Is All of the Lights is a Kanye West song, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, no, no. I just, like, oh. hear her voice on it. Oh, You don't yeah. have to, like, look at me like that. No, I love that. I'm like, oh, my God, we're canceled. <laughs> no, I don't know pop culture. I love and I saw her, her singing, like, three Kanye. Because she has them. Yeah, and I saw a viral TikTok that was, like, the best way for her to start apart from it being a Kanye song was that it's pitch black and it goes all the lights in here, baby. And one half of the stadium turns into like bright, like white lights. And then they turn off and then it goes, 
extra bright. I want y'all to see this. The other half of the stadium wow. turns on. And Your voice <laughs> is so good at singing. I was just kind of like, keep going. Oh, in that moment, I was like, my voice is messed Wait, up. someone said that'd be a good idea recently because that yeah. is Kanye West and that I is know, not the right I, time. I know, I know. It was outside of the realm of it being a Kanye song, okay. but she would just start the concert that way. And then she would like come up and the light would just that be would there. Be cool. and, then, and then she could go into something else. Yeah, she's not going to do the Paul McCartney Kanye West song either. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I think I've had enough. So what do you think she'll start with then? I mean, we found love in a hopeless place. <laughs> like, I feel like that song is like so like everyone loves like yeah. your dad, your mom, wedding song that maybe it could start with that. But it could also be. It's badly. a hard. It doesn't. Yeah, I feel like that song doesn't have the hard start. It, it'll be like a good amp up to have or like, like in some the, yeah, whenever like there's like because she only has 13 minutes and she has 48,000 hits. So it's going to be tough <laughs> and she insane. better not sing the song from Black Panther. It's insane for people to be listening to our predictions after they've seen it. They're probably okay. just like, shut up. We've yeah. already watched it. <laughs> okay. So like, what's my name is going to be great. Maybe Drake will oh, be there. That's how it could start for sure. Oh, na na. And What's, then the my goes, What's my name? Yeah, and it's like and it's just Rihanna. Like silent. Yes. Oh, Nana. Silence. Yeah. Yes. Okay. 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 And then she goes, "What's my name?" And yeah. Just stares at the crowd for like <laughs> <Yeah>. fifty seconds. <laughs> okay, so we're saying, "What's my name?" is the start. Actually, we found love in the hopeless place is not going to be my prediction for the end because okay. what an incredible yeah. Calvin Harrisy type like <laughs> like yeah. like that beat, and then um. Hey boy, really? oh my god, she's so good. Okay, 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 okay. Honestly, it's just too much, but that'll, that's where we'll leave it. Okay. What's my name to start? We found love in a hopeless place to end, and I'm just very excited. Me too. I hope she kills it. I hope that she does a really good job, and that it becomes one of the iconic Super Bowl performances yeah. that we'll watch back over and over because we are, in fact, gay. Number one <laughs> is Beyonce for me. Yeah, one is hands down Beyonce, and you know, honestly, like to me, none of the others compare. I feel like we talked about this on the pod before, so it is. I don't need to reiterate. And myself, it is something that gay men do probably once a month. Just, just go men. through them all. I've seen TikToks of people being like, "When I'm with my queer friends," and they're all just sitting around on TV watching Super Bowl. Yeah, okay, sorry, <laughs> queer friends, queer friends, queer friends. Um, and then like number two is like the Coldplay one because Beyonce is there for like ten minutes. Oh yeah, and you just like, skip to that part. And when she almost falls and doesn't, it's like you're amazing. Yeah. Like the way she catches herself in the heels. Okay, anyways, we're done. We're done. Okay, we're, we're done. Oh, what did we learn this week? So, boop, boop. Um, you want me to go first? Yeah. Mine's about like being stressed. The question is, and I know I always start with the question. So this is rhetorical. It's not for you. Okay. Do you feel stressed? Do you feel lonely or isolated? <laughs> you know why I ask a question? That sounds like an ad for better health. I know. I was, <laughs> <laughs> this is not an ad. I realize the reason I ask a question is sometimes I'm like designing it in a way in my mind that if it were to be a short TikTok or something, I'm always thinking like, what's the first sentence that actually makes people think about and engage with what you're about to talk about okay so ask it one more time like no i'm i no i'm moving on okay. um, <laughs> so what i have to say is like if there was a magic pill or something simple you could do that could deal with stress would you take it would you do it well i don't know because then if i'm never stressed would i like get hit by a car like if I was never oh, stressed. Oh, you know no, I mean? I mean like emotional, mental stress of I mean, daily guess, life. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm here to tell you that there's something very simple you can do every day that will <laughs> minimize your stress and like increase your well-being. <laughs> Imagine. Echinacea tea. Imagine. Um, okay. So there were three studies with over 900 participants. I believe they were all university age. And the studies were done before, during, and after the pandemic lockdowns. So it's not just because of isolation from pandemics and stuff like that. Um and basically, they 
every different person was given a type of engagement to communicate with other people. So like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. confused. Okay. Basically, if you were a participant, you were told like, we want you to engage with your friends in X way, Y way, Z way. And we're going to c- try and categorize like, is there a certain way that engaging with people can increase your well-being? Okay. It's sort of the purpose of the study. Um, they're trying to figure out what kinds of communication impact well-being. Uh, so, for example, like, what happens if you just listen to your friend or somebody? What happens if you were to tell jokes to somebody? What happens if you were to compliment them? Versus what happens if you were to have, like, a meaningful conversation? Is mm-hmm. there, like, a difference between these? Are they helpful to your well-being? Uh, but ultimately, what the study ended up finding was that the actual act itself didn't matter. And simply reaching out to a friend and connecting would predict having higher happiness better overall well-being on that day so if you and lower stress and lower stress well-being was like the opposite of stress basically just reaching out to a friend but this was face to face so they were like any simple act of just talking to your friends in this study would unequivocally unequivocally make people feel better and not necessarily the friend that made you stress if you're like in a fight fair obviously that's different like the these were types of communication that are deemed positive in person's probably important too because i bet the easy ways you text a friend and it's like that's not gonna yeah happen. i think it was like purposeful engagement with a friend and they said grab a coffee once is enough but the more the better so like if you do if you just want to like engage with a friend in a real way once a day you will feel happier but obviously the more you do that the better you feel um that's so like feels easy to do but yeah (laughs) and it was um they were able to see that it wasn't just people who already had great fulfilling lives the study showed that anyone who makes quality time for connections can improve improve their well-being my thought was also like so much of self-help is really focused on yourself, which obviously this study is still like, how can you help yourself? But the answer is like by engaging with other people and listening to them or act, like talking yeah. to them. And that might be about yourself, but it listening, just listening to a friend was one of the types of It would of probably be nicer if it's not even about yourself. Exactly. If you're stressed about something and just going, it's like a distraction. Yeah. I recently was listening to a episode of, what's it called? The Brent, no, 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 no. <laughs> like the other one. The oh god, what's, oh, what's that podcast called with Sean Carvey and Anthony? What's his name? Oh, um, Hidden, Hidden Brain. Brain. Thank you. Uh, about happiness, and oh, they yeah, were like, they're like, if you try to pursue it, yeah, it, like, people yeah. who think about their happiness a lot tend to be less happy. Like, and if you is, focus on yourself, it's like when people focus on other people, they tend to be happier. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's. It, I listened to that episode too, and it was like, I find the podcast episode sometimes to be so long they love then, to add a story They're yeah like, for the first 15 minutes like i mean speak of the devil we're, <laughs> yeah, we're like <laughs> it's really crazy that they do stories about the episode but we're actually gonna talk about rihanna for 15 minutes no and that but it reminds sense. me so much of a science book where you're like i get it sometimes having a story can actually meaningfully impact like how you perceive what we're about to talk about but sometimes it's there to fill the episode yes and i think that what i found about that episode too was it was a lot of jargon to say that if you independently try and work on your happiness, it won't work. But you truly kind of what you just said, have to just reach out to friends yeah. and do things for other people. And then that's when you realize you'll be happier is when you stop trying to focus on yourself, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Cause I think we are in the era of like going on TikTok and it's like, have a bath, like do a right. calm self-care meditation. is yeah. very self-focused. It's self-focused yeah. when really it, it actually may 
feel harder and in some ways it is to reach out to a friend mm-hmm. but it's probably more effective and in some ways can also be easier and especially if it's not effective to do things on your own for yourself it's my least favorite thing about life that the things that obviously are the most effective are the hardest to do or mentally to get to them like even working out is so great for you but to go work out is the hardest i know yeah. now and i've been like noticing it in my life when I hang out with my friends, even for half an hour, I feel better. But sometimes to go to them, it would be so much easier to just turn on a bath. You know what I mean? And be like, yeah. I'm just going to like turn off in this way at home and, and lounge. Because it's like kind of exhausting. Oh, to no, go we somewhere. were going to hang out with friends tonight, but now we're not because I feel sick. Is that yeah, bad? Thanks a lot, Greg. No, but then I'm like, I guess no. it is bad to show up and maybe get yeah, someone. It's sick. also more important not to spread yeah. <laughs> a sickness. And like, it's also is okay to spend time alone. This yeah. is not saying never do things that are self-focused it's just saying a great way to feel better is to engage with those around yeah. you i mean it is yeah that's really interesting and it makes sense and just like reach out to a friend if you're stressed and maybe put down the self-help book <laughs> <laughs> unless it's talking about selflessness yeah all right tell me about leonardo DiCaprio snake okay yeah, no, i just feel like oh god i wish mine was more like giving mine's like a drag <laughs> Well, I just thought this was so weird. So they these scientists found a new snake in Colombia <laughs> and Ecuador and Panama. Okay. And they realized it was a new snake because of its eye color. It was like this cool snake that eats snails. <laughs> I and, love that. Oh, look at its beautiful eyes. Well, they were like, it looked like another snake. They're like, oh, my God, the eyes are different. This is a new species of snake. Exciting. And then the article just, without even like explaining why, it was just like, and Leonardo DiCaprio got to name the snake. So, so weird. It's, it's now called the DiCaprio snail eating snake, this brand new species. Leonardo DiCaprio says he wanted to name it after his mom. And they were like, it's just because. Which he, part's named after his mom? The DiCaprio. The snail? <laughs> well, then I was Wait, like. Wait, is that his mother's name? I know. I, I Honestly, the whole time I started to find more, like tried to find more information. <laughs> it was all just glowing press releases like new snake found. Leonardo DiCaprio, because of his like constant like awareness of bioconservation, gets to name. I'm like, where's the pipeline of new species to calling Leonardo DiCaprio? Like, why is that yeah. the first person that gets? It's called, called? money. But it's so weird because it's like it was just discovered. It's like is he con- on the speed dial of new discoveries? He probably did give money or was part of some effort that. Maybe uh, they he was part of the reason why they found it because he had funded some initiative. Like I just think Maybe. of the scientists who are like in the depths yeah, it's of like, the jungle why being isn't like their name. Being like, get Leo on the phone, we gotta do like I just it's so funny to me because it's like there's no part of this that's like not like well of course he yeah, named it. You know how like we're slowly realizing so many like street names and schools are named after like, you know, crazy colonizers and yeah. stuff. Like one day we're all going to be like, okay, all of these animals, we have to change their name. Homo sapiens. That's bad. We need to change it. Like we're going to start realizing they're named after like awful people. Yeah. Cause Leo's a red flag for me. Yeah. I, I mean like, cool. Fine. Yeah. I appreciate that. He does give he some like, of his money to conservation. Like yeah. I'm not saying that's bad, No. but I mean, he just is like gives off to me this vibe of like, I don't know. You shouldn't be able to buy yourself out of that. I know. And he also is like giving like, have you seen all the memes of like um, (laughs) how young that woman is? So I was like, I know when there was like, they're bringing, he's bringing awareness to bioconservation. I'm like, really? Cause I think he's just bringing awareness to dating young girls. That's all people seem to talk about with him. And even he does the whole, like, it doesn't help the climate crisis movement to have people like him who are super famous, who do 
have lifestyles like he obviously mm-hmm. he owns a yacht and it's like that's just crazy like yeah Greta Thunberg is where it's at she's like at, a like, way better representation like of, yeah yeah she's and like I'm gonna sail across the ocean obviously the biggest challenge is like no person can perfectly represent right like especially I don't know it's like a, one of those things where no matter what even Greta's gonna be criticized at some point for something she did where someone goes like she drank almond milk instead of oat milk you know what I mean yeah um but he of all people. Yeah, or it's sort of like he's someone who I'm like, you need to do this quietly. Quietly. Exactly. You need do to do it because you actually care and, and you need yeah. to like make docu- fun documentaries where other, other people, people narrate yeah. them and and you need to not be like on the phone line being like it's a DiCaprio snake. Like yeah. let that be someone else's snake because you're so rich and like the more you sort of like take over the fact that you are constantly bringing awareness the less it's going to be easier to for people on the other side to digest because they're just like, you're it's a kind super of rich. And you're also the most like, if I were to like shut my eyes and someone was like, white man. It's like, <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like he's like fedora wearing, like Miami yeah. clubbing. Like he's not, yeah, he's, he's never not even giving. He's not giving. He's not giving. <laughs> and he's like, even like every role he plays, it's like, yeah. I don't mind him as an actor. It's not even that. I just think exactly what you're saying. I don't think he needs to be the face of climate change in any no, way or conservation. Way, yeah. It's like there a, are other better people for that. And B, I don't think there should be a person who's like the face of it. Yeah. But it's like, totally. there are certainly people like, you know, um, David Ambrose, you're like, you've spent your life like narrating shows yeah. about how beautiful the planet is. That's cool. But I don't think he wants, like he's not yeah. trying to be like, name it the Attenborough or whatever. And he's not clubbing in Miami and dating <laughs> yeah. a 19 year old. Like, and he doesn't like, have a yacht. Yeah, exactly. There's yeah. other parts of Leonardo DiCaprio's life that it's like, they're red flags. They're contradictory. They're contradictory to these other things. And I still think he probably has a lot of motivation and wants to help. And it's like, okay, just do it quietly. And I wish that this DiCaprio snail eating snake was named after the scientist that, <laughs> that was found it. Found it. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Weird, but apparently it's a really cute snake and has like no vicious like tendencies. Tendencies. It's like super oh. adorable. So it's like okay, cool. <laughs> it, other than eating snails, which are also adorable. Yeah, escargot. <laughs> it has no vicious tendencies. <laughs> just absolutely demolishing and eating snails. <laughs> uh, all right, shall we take a break and come back and talk about lube? Speaking Most of snails, they feel like luby. I mean, like oh my god, I was like <laughs> how? Okay, right? Yeah. They're slimy. Yeah, I don't slimy. Know. Yeah. Which button is it yeah. again? Go for it. Let's see. <laughs> I always push the wrong one. Okay, we'll be right back. It's Friday when we're recording this, and Mitch and I love to wind down with a bottle of wine. The thing is that we don't really know what to do when it comes to buying wine. Today's podcast is brought to you by the hardcore wine people at Last Bottle Wine. So if you haven't heard about these guys, they're a Napa Valley-based online wine shop, but with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, often in hours. So new day, new wine, always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off the retail price. They taste through hundreds of wine each month to find you only the best, most exciting bottles. The best part, there's no subscription, no fees, no minimum purchase, et cetera, just a daily email with a really great wine. So we're offering SideNote listeners 10% off your next order with the code SideNote. So sign up at lastbottlewines.com to find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy killer wine. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is now February when we're recording this. It's dark out. It's gray out. The weather in Toronto is awful. It is affecting my mental health. And I really feel it's at times like these that it's important that I'm going to therapy and have a therapist. 
Therapy can help you learn to cope with different things going on in your life, even just seasonal affective disorder, even just feeling down in these winter months trying to figure out what is going on. It is important to talk to someone. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists easily anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash side note to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash side note. Good to go? Study time. Study time. Study time. Study time. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay. We are talking about lubrication, in particular, personal lubrication. So we're not talking about, you know, a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Or <laughs> isn't there like a franchise called Mr. Lube? Yeah. We're not talking about getting your car lube. I don't. Wow. It's, it's like really <laughs> not about that. I don't even know what. That in, in your car needs lube. Yeah. Um, Actually, now I'm like, okay, no, moving on. Let's, we're not going to talk about the we're, French we're film. We're talking the about the car. So as we said, this will be like, not like R-rated or anything, but obviously adult conversations. We're talking about lube as it relates to sort of like sexuality, sex, not sexuality, sex, and, you know, fornication. <laughs> so personal lubricants are specialized lubricants used during sexual acts to reduce friction. So we're talking mm. about those ones. Yeah. And interestingly... The lube market in this case is worth four hundred million dollars. Oh, which actually I was like, that's not that. That's much. not that <laughs> much. That's like a Marvel film. I know gets like triple that, which was kind of surprising. Well, that's interesting. At first, I was like, wow, four hundred million. <laughs> it's I, all about I, the way you say it. Four hundred million dollars. It's like, like or, I mean, that is a lot. Obviously, I don't think it's. I don't think it's that much considering this. What this research made me think is lube is good. Oh, interesting, because like, I have some counterpoints. I'm not saying it's not good. Me too. I have some as well. Okay. But Wait I, till the end of the pod. No, it's like, please don't turn this off and think that it's bad. <laughs> but I more I'm like, I do think what this research made me think about is sex education and being like, people need to know that lube is important. Because I maybe don't think it's the first thing that you think about buying when you're thinking about being sexually active. True. And it's like condoms, especially when you're young incredibly embarrassing to buy like it yeah. feels that way like you don't like literally one of the first times i ever bought lube and condoms my like next door neighbor of childhood was behind me <laughs> in line and i was like mortified i know see i used to be mortified but now i put it there with confidence being like yeah i'm having sex like i, I put I, it down with like yeah yeah betcha he's getting laid i still but get I embarrassed oh really I, but it's a sign of being sexually active which is like Cool. I know, but then you're right. like, it's like a teen at the counter when you're like checking out. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, not yeah, necessarily. Yeah. I'm just there's a lot of moments where I'm like, I don't want to have to like engage. Like if it's somebody my age who like I identify with, then fine. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're all on the same page. But if it's somebody who's like outside of my demographic, I feel like severely uncomfortable. Maybe it's because I've had to buy like hemorrhoid cream and other things that are more <laughs> embarrassing in like parts of my life that I'm like, this is now. I've had to do that cool. too. But I also like anytime I have to buy anything like like sex related i will also buy i'm like okay well i guess i'm grocery shopping today. i guess we're getting doritos yeah you're gonna they're like you're like oh whoops oh my god sorry Oops. i don't know why this is here but i guess Might i'll well get buy it, it. Uh, okay right, so where do we start well, what I found was interesting was that a lot of people might think that using lube, especially in heterosexual sex, which a lot of these studies are on, like 
are a sign that something's wrong. Oh. So it's like people are like being told like, why would you need lube? Because you have like natural lubrication kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Whereas I think what like a lot of these studies found is that it pretty much always increased the comfort that people with vaginas felt when they were having sex. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's really important yeah. to understand that like you can't just expect. And they were also saying for a variety of reasons, people with vaginas might have like lower like person like sorry not personal lubrication natural lubrication because right. of like stress hormones like so yeah, many different you just things be dehydrated that, that day yes and so it's kind of like i don't know i think it's important for people to not think that yeah. using lube is, is like a, a sign deficiency. of something wrong because in yeah. fact what they have found is it made people both if you're thinking of like a heterosexual whatever people with penises and vaginas when lubrication was used in the study that I found, it was like... Felt positive about it? Yes. Yeah. So 70% of people said that when they used lube, it made their sex feel more pre- pleasurable and comfortable. That's people with penises and vaginas. Okay. And then this was a study, another study specifically just on women, around 3,000 women age 16, sorry, 18 to 68, and 72% said that it contributed to higher ratings of pleasurable, satisfying sex. Yeah, So it's like, that's... Good. Like, I don't know. I kind of. Yeah, at the bare minimum, having an increase of pleasurable sex, that's good. And I feel like. Especially if it's as it's related to pain. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, if the other option is being like, oh, I'm embarrassed to use it because it means that something's wrong with me and now I'm suffering through pain and all these things, it's like, that's weird. And the WHO's working definition of sexual health is the state of physical, emotional, and mental and social well being in relation to sexuality. It's not nearly about the app. not merely by the absence of disease dysfunction and informity it's also about like literally just like feeling good about it so it's like what if is lube is start that sentence again i kind of missed what you were saying at the beginning essentially like the who's definition of like sexual health it's not just about like stis and all mm. these things. it's about actually making sure people have physical emotional mental yeah. and social happiness good feelings during sex yeah and if lube is contributing to that these studies are kind of like that's okay, a we, positive thing. It's a positive. Yeah. It's like maybe the 400 million industry should be 600 million <laughs> or free. Maybe it should be free. Right. Or at least like education around it. If it gives people mental health in their sexual endeavors, then that's worth investing in for people to know, like, and destigmatize having lube accessible. Yeah. Just like as a gay man, like lube is in our lives for a variety of reasons because it's like mm-hmm. I don't have quote unquote, the ability to lube my ass. So I just feel bad that if people's vaginas are feeling like they have to be doing it naturally and if they don't, it's a sign of something bad. I'm like, that sucks. Because a lot of these studies were saying that's kind of the way some people are told or thought. That makes sense. I've never really thought about it before because I don't have a vagina, obviously. And I think you're right. It's easier when you're having anal sex. It's just kind of not always expected, but primarily expected that lube will be used. That it's just like a... This is just how it goes, you know? Yeah. Whereas, yeah, when you're kind of like, well, maybe there's this choice and maybe it's like, maybe lube isn't so handy, so we're just going to do it with that. Whereas, like, that's way harder if you're going to be doing it up the butt. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. not that you can't. And people use, like, spit and other things. But, like, it is more expected to be pleasurable for both ends. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you're going to use lube as uh, use anal sex. What was interesting was that, Another like meta-analysis found that the only study found that some people who said it made them feel worse was gay men who were receiving anal sex. Okay, I think I read this same study and was so but confused it, okay, by this. It was so confusing because then they said overall people said it helped it better. both ways. I know. Yeah, okay. I literally yeah, yeah, I decided that. not to include that study. Not because it was bad. It was like a meta-analysis of all lubrication, yeah. right? And the part about gay, it was like gay by men. At first it said... Men who used lube in their most recent encounter 
said it hurt more. It hurt more. But it's Who, not when they were receiving anal sex. Yeah, but then like two sentences later, it was like, but both receiving and giving was less painful. I think <laughs> what it was was like they okay overall they said the study wasn't that good because it was just surveys, mm-hmm. all self-reporting. It was all self-reporting, and it was like. I think that what they were saying was there was a variety of questions about timeline. Mm. So when they were asked about their most recent sexual like experience, for whatever reason, a significant amount of people, it was like 40% or 30% of men who had bottomed said it had made them feel worse. Mm-hmm. But then I think there were other questions just about in general, and they found it was like 70 or 80% of men said it even while bottoming made them feel better. Yeah. So I think it was like a weird survey probably of so many questions. Yeah. And where, they were kind of answering two yeah. separate things. But it was but the only, it was the only study where anyone was like, oh, it made them feel maybe even and worse. And I then went to the actual study. Uh, I could only get access to the abstract, but it didn't say anything about that. And I was like, it must be in the study. But I was just like, that's not what the abstract makes it sound like the study's about. Um, but what I sort of surmised is maybe, and this is total conjecture, um, there could be a world where when, for example, a top or bottom are using lube that they're maybe feel like they can be more aggressive and as a result, maybe end up hurting themselves huh. more. You know, sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm like clenching my ass right now. <laughs> like I'm just like, I saw this talk about lube. I'm like, um, okay, but we can move on from. Yeah, this well, there's, there's, there's some other studies that are kind of linked to that thought. Yeah. How about before we get there, I wanted to talk about just the different kinds of personal lubricant. Like, Because there's a lot. There are, but there's kind of like three main categories. And I honestly, personally, didn't really know the difference. And I, again, have always been embarrassed to go buy lube. And I feel like I've either just like relied on you getting it or just grabbed something off the counter not knowing like, is this for my butt? Yeah, I remember when I was younger and embarrassed, I bought the one that was like animal grade so that like if anyone thought, I'd be like, I could just be like a cleaning out my like dog's ass. Like, because there always would be like, like all this sexy kind of like yeah. shaped like a like dildo, like pink and black. And it's like for her and it's like for him. Then there'd be like no, there was like no name it's brand cow like, animal. It. Like, and I was like, well, I'm going to use that so that no one knows. Yeah. But um, it's yeah. for my work. Yeah. <laughs> Like I'm a vet. Oi, vet. All the all the in school for vetness. <laughs> okay, so type number one is water based. So these are water soluble, which means they absorb, like dissolve in water, and they're the most common types of lubricant. And if you're looking at lubrication, it would just say on it probably like water water based. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so these, you know, the viscosity of it can depend on how much water is actually in the product itself, uh, but. Something you might notice with these kind of lubes is that they actually can absorb into your skin and then they tend to dry out during use. Uh, so like if you've ever used a lube and it just kind of like goes away after yeah. a while, it probably was water-based. I'd rather you can reactivate it with more slash saliva. Yeah. Saliva or water. True? That's what it was saying um, was that it can, if you use some water or saliva, it might kind of like reactivate it. But I feel like... I know I read that too and was like... Inter- I mean, it's good to know. I've never yeah. tried it myself. Give it a try. Yeah, we might. Um... <laughs> <laughs> funny it's like they are typically incompatible with sex in the water because they're <laughs> like what? you like you can't use i guess people have sex oh because it's just like dis- yeah. like literally like absorbs into the water <laughs> oh whereas oil based would be more yeah, easily you could still like be lubricated underwater Do you wow know what I mean? <laughs> sex underwater i'm just like good job like i've never now i'm like is that a podcast episode it could be sex itself? under or just like maybe you're at a waterfall and you're like beside oh, it or or in the shower, shower. <laughs> The I love how we're like thinking in the hot. depths of like but a like lake. the sex like underwater thing and just like I mean with gay sex it's like there's a lot of prep and I'm just like I don't know I'm just like no we could just do this above water like 
What do you mean? It doesn't seem like something to me that's a like been offered up or like the opportunity hasn't come up that much. And uh, if it did, I think I'd be like, let's raise our dick and ass above the water just for a bit. <laughs> like I just feel like there's no part yeah, of me that's yeah. like I'm like I'm like that's, I already douche. I don't need to yeah, shove more water up there. Exactly. And it's like yeah, see the like fish underwater. <laughs> like this makes sense for them. We human, we on land, we have sex on land. But sorry, um, like I'm like. Don't want to get like dragged in the comments for being oh. like, you're a kink shaming sex No, no, water. no. Like, good for you if water you can sex. do that and it feels good and you're into that. Um, I feel but like don't everyone. Use water-based lube. In the water. Yes. It wouldn't be that useful. It's not like you're going to die from it. It's just not going to be that helpful. Or in the shower. Um, there are some risks to water-based lube and that is mainly oh. some studies have found that it can damage human rectal tissue. Oh. Also because it absorbs so much. There's been some concerns around like it absorbing into your body. Um, and I'll talk about this a little more later, but some have in some studies actively shown to reduce the replication of HIV, which is obviously a concern. Wait, reduce um, the replication of sorry, HIV? Increase. If I okay. Said yeah. I was like, um, in that a bad sounds way. no in a bad way. So like the lubrication itself makes a better environment for HIV. If okay. So this is when we're going to say always use lube with condoms. Yeah. So that is the other angle. So they're often rec- this kind of lube is often recommended because it's compatible with condoms. Like it doesn't cause as much slipping. Um, it what, sorry, water-based water-based lube. works well. They with do not with condoms. latex condoms. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's more clear. It doesn't weaken the condoms. And because of this, it's still recommended even when it comes to HIV, because ultimately the condom is what's preventing yeah. the HIV. Or obviously there are other means like um, drugs you can be on and other me- methods of prevention. But, uh, it's not the lube in the first place that you're like should be concerned about. Yeah, yeah. So to be clear, water-based lubrication works better with condoms because yes. it's not going to deplete or like make the condom weaker or slip off more easily, which is yeah, like oil-based well. Yeah, so oil-based is the next section and there is an increased risk of breaking the condom and of it slipping off or just like slipping and, you know. So because the water-based one might have that specific study saying that it could increase like the replication of HIV, it's very important that when you have water-based lube, lube, you're wearing a condom. You're wearing a condom or you're with someone who you know. Oh, yeah, fair. Like, has taken the right precautions. Like, yeah. there's so much talk about lube in these studies and, and then they always, at the end, are like, wear a condom. I'm like, I'm like, I'll start with wear a condom. Yeah, I, I'm picturing using the lube on top of the condom. Exactly, but I, guess, but like, I think a lot of people might people, not. Yeah, both I'm straight, angry people. I'm condoms. I cannot believe how many gay men are not. Yeah, it's I think. Weird. I, mean, I mean, I guess we've talked about this either on the pod yeah, or in episodes about like the perpetuation of porn that is without condoms and stuff. And, and even the idea of prep being like, okay, well, now I'm on prep. Let's not use a condom. I'm like, there's other STIs, yeah. my friends. Yeah. Anyway, so we, all of this to say, these are talking about lubes like with condoms for safe sex. I mean, that's what we're promoting. It's not necessarily what the studies are talking about. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, we're saying like, obviously that's your mode of protection if you're worried about getting an STI or HIV or anything like that. Um, okay. Number two, oil-based. So this would be like petroleum jelly, which is like very, you're going to get a good amount of lube here. Do you I know what I mean? I think that's the one that I was buying. <laughs> yeah. It was like animal grade. <laughs> but, um, but there's other oil-based lubes, right? That are probably not petroleum jelly. Yeah. It's just their, ba- like, I just mean petroleum jelly is an example of one. Okay. Um, and it was said like, this could be ideal for people in monogamous relationships who don't require condoms. I mean, gotcha, you, or, it can make a condom slip off. I shouldn't easily. say monogamous is, relationship is the only situation where that's appropriate. I'm just saying if it's not a worry to you, like say you're only having sex with one person, you're not worried about 
getting a disease or having kids or whatever, like maybe this yeah. would be an option for you. Um, Sex or, is so funny. I feel like you have to be so careful. Like I know because everything that every time I say anything about it, I'm like, am I like doing something, saying something wrong? No, yeah, we're just double checking what we're saying because a, I don't want to in any way ever be not sex positive. And B, everyone's in different situations and different kinds of relationships. But even like sex positive, I'm like, what does that mean? Well, I don't want to shame someone for something that they yeah. enjoy. Yeah. And like everyone can make their own personal decisions in their life if, yeah. if it only affects them. Yeah. Obviously, things like STIs can affect other people. And so I think education is like really important. But at the end of the day, like there are certain decisions you get to make for yourself. And some people are bothered by certain kinds of lubrications or condoms or get like who knows there's yeah. lots of exceptions out there um i'm always like yeah i'm sex positive but if someone were to ever be like what does that mean i'd be like i'd fall over and faint like i'm like i actually don't know i'm like I am i sex many... negative like i don't know <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I think everyone thinks they're sex positive up until the point that they i'm literally like you have way. to wear a condom <laughs> you have to or else you can't get it's like maybe people will be like you suck i don't know i don't know yeah that's why it's like to each their own in that regard. If you want our advice, we can give it, but it's like yeah. you do what you want to do. Um, again, oil-based can also affect the elasticity of condoms. So going back to like, obviously like you're going to get a lot of slipperiness, which could be good, but with condoms, yeah. it might be more gotcha. So stick to the water-based and condoms if you're maybe and the, unsure. So, the sort of final, oh, and it said like some people prefer to use this because of like all the different additives that might be in other lubes. Like and there the might, you mean petroleum jelly? Yeah, like oil-based, I guess, can maybe be more simple. Uh, like, I'm sorry, but like heating and cooling lubes? Yeah, fucked up. But I mean, also that's I mean, now we just being shamed. There, <laughs> no, you're no. not sex positive. Sorry, no. I <laughs> Calling, um, excuse me, as someone who happens to be in the heating lube community, I am pissed off at you. I, let me clarify what I was trying to say. I'm a baby when it comes to any kind of like... <laughs> Too much fun down there and it hurts me. Um, I know, like heating and cooling. Apparently some have That's why I said it. Like, I think that's like fun if you're into it. And if you can, like to me, even like a little soap that has peppermint in it, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm on fire. <laughs> I know. Like those like Dr. Schroeder's peppermint. Yeah. I remember where I was the first time I used me that on my too. whole. Was it in Detroit? Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And I was like, like this can't be good. <laughs> so like, I know I always, when I'm buying lube, I'm like, okay, well I'm skipping over the ones that have like a goddamn hot pepper on them. Cause yeah. like what? That's not the vibe. But like, also I was reading about what was in those and it was like really confusing and there wasn't much research on it that to me personally, I was like, I'm going to avoid that. Wait, like when there's the hot, when it was like and heating cooling. and cooling, when I was reading, trying to find studies about mm. the ingredients, it like wasn't very clear. There weren't very yeah. many studies. There's and not that much studies on this in general. Most lube is not regulated in the U S on humans. It has to be tested on animals. I know. Apparently it's guinea pigs. Oh. And then I know I'm always like, are they like and rabbits. up their butts? I know. I'm so sorry. The saddest part about science is just But like, actually, I don't oh think it, God. I don't think they are because I what feel What are they like, doing? Then? I feel like I read um, using a lot of lubes, lubes as anal lube is considered like an what do you oh, say? Like yeah. not the not proper, they wouldn't yeah. say not the proper use. Yeah, they're just yeah. saying like, this is not the intended use. So they're studying oh, it for my God. other cases. I just can't <laughs> believe when people are like, oh, you're going to go be the guinea pig. I'm like, they're literally testing lube on guinea pigs. Oh, yeah, that's really fucked up. Everything gets tested on animals is so I sad. I know. <laughs> Should we do an episode about animal testing and it'll be the most Probably. depressing episode ever? Yeah. But anyways, lube is good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Final kind. Or uh, oh at least God, in, the, in the three main. This is number three. Silicone. 
Okay. So yeah, it contains that. no water. It's not absorbed into the skin or mucous membrane. Cool. For this reason, it typically lasts longer. Like you okay. don't need to reactivate, reactivate it or use more. Um, however, not all are certified latex safe, meaning like they uh, might, with a condom. Yeah. In a good way, they there's at least no current evidence that shows they increase the risk of HIV transmission. Okay. Um, some advice, don't use silicone lubrication with silicone sex toys. Apparently, it can dissolve the surface, which makes oh like a really God. bad surface for bacterial growth. Um, and then when you open a condom and it's pre-lubed, it's usually silicone lube because it lasts so much longer. Oh. Um, so that's why. And it's and it's typically compatible with latex. So like if, it, if a condom is pre-lubed, it's probably that. Huh. Hmm. That's the other thing that like is cool about being gay is that like everywhere you go, there's just like lube and condoms everywhere, like in a little basket, like in a bar, yeah, every and bar, it's like, every place. You're I right. I wish that there was lube in every bathroom. Cause I'm like, it is good. Yeah. And condoms and lube should just be like, yeah, wherever you could happen to accidentally have sex. So the, the issues that I found with lube, like the like negative studies that I found one was saying that they found a study of anal sex People who consistently use personal lubricant for rectal intercourse had a higher prevalence of STIs. Hmm. But the study didn't account for the people who were using more lube were having, having more, more anal sex, sex were yeah. having more sex in general with increased That's STIs. That's what I would think. Yeah. That's like the same. That A lot of these studies, that happens a lot. It's yeah. like people who do poppers have, like it leads to, sorry. They found that people who do poppers have a high likelihood of having STIs. Right. But that is... Obviously, like the poppers not are not taking, giving them STIs. Yes, and they're not taking into consideration the fact that people using poppers might be having more sex. Yeah. And it's just like, the, the study blatantly said that. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't think that the lubrication should be linked to the increased STIs right. in anal sex. I think it's probably one of those things that I'm... I'm I don't think that's the case, but it probably just has to be investigated further, yeah. right? Like those are the things you find in science studies. You find associations, you find relationships between things, but those are not necessarily causative, right? Like yeah. just because people who are having more sex get more STIs. Yeah. Well, it probably is because they're having more sex, but it might not be. Yeah. There could be true. something else going on. So same with the lube. It's like, perhaps like here's what the study finds is people who use more lube have more STIs. Is it the lube or is it just that people who have yeah. more sex? I mean, it's just good to know that. So if yeah. you read like a headline, it's not like, oh my God, lube causes STIs. Yeah. Although and this one thing I read was that spermicidal lubricant, mm -hmm. which I didn't even know that was an option. Is meant to like kill sperm? Yeah. It said it can destroy vaginal and rectum cell membranes and in theory could increase STIs. But I oh, didn't increase. even know you could oh. get spermicidal lube. Would people use that to minimize STI or is that to stop getting pregnant? No, it would be like a pregnancy thing. Oh, okay. it, that, that's what they're saying is that they, they've found that it can destroy right. vaginal and rectal cells. So then they're, they don't know, they haven't done like an STI. They're like in theory, could that it be might bad? Aggravate but then I was like, it. I don't even know. Like check to find out if it's spermicidal. I didn't know there was spermicidal lube in the world. <laughs> oh, I actually did kind of know that, but, and actually I think many, so actually to talk about being pregnant, because obviously most of my purview of lube is like in the gay world and not thinking about pregnancy, yeah. but obviously many people want to get pregnant and still might want to use oh, lube, you know what I mean? Or like may still want to have comfortable sex when they're like yeah. trying to get pregnant. So there are certain lubes that if you're trying to get pregnant, you're, you shouldn't use. Not because it's like bad, but no, that's really interesting. For example, even 
it was saying like outside of the traditional lubes you would buy, saliva and olive oil are detrimental to sperm function. Whoa. So like if you're trying to get pregnant, it's better not to use saliva. Oh my God, hitting the <laughs> olive oil. I know, I'm just Exciting. thinking of like being a kid. I don't know if we're going to go there. No, we're not going to go there. <laughs> being we're a young gay kid is crazy. We're not going to go there. <laughs> um, these studies found that even some commercial lubes that label themselves as non-spermicidal have still been found to damage sperm function. Uh-huh. So there are some vaginal lubricants like mineral oil, canola oil, and what? one was called hyd- canola hy- oil. Yeah, and one's wait. Called these are what you hydroxy- should be cellulose based lubricants are recommended when for, you're trying to have a baby. Yeah, for vaginal. <laughs> How sex do you get the canola oil? It's <laughs> I time mean, like to make a baby. Okay, that is just what I read in one thing, and I I'm not yeah. not promoting you. Go. I don't want canola. you to go to your kitchen cupboard <laughs> for some reason. It's like go and canola talk to your doctor. Like I know. And also, it's like, I love how they're like, not olive, canola. It's like a recipe. It's yeah, like, I want to be clear. Yeah. Like, go, go talk to your doctor about the lube for that your That was yeah. honestly probably just one line I read in either like a paper or just an article. And I just wrote it down here. So I didn't like research well, having sex with canola oil. <laughs> I think the most interesting thing is that if you're trying to make a baby, it is worth thinking about the lube. Just being like, asking your doctor and being like, wait a second, because this is something else that's going in there. Yeah. And honestly, I bet. Even our, you know, friends in like heterosexual relationships who intentionally were trying to have kids probably did go through these things. You know, when you hear people are like trying to sync up certain cycles and, and having yeah, sex at certain they would times, have like, about the loop. especially if you're having a hard time having kids, you probably mm-hmm. talk to your doctor and your doctor probably goes like, try these other loops. But no, I, th- I still think it's interesting. There still might be people out there who are just like, holy shit. That just like, it's that? just the yeah, routine. It's worth thinking about, do some research and figure out what is best for you. But as like gay men, yeah. lube has always been involved, right? Like do people have... Well, have you seen Brokeback Mountain? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have. And it's Angley not that realistic. <laughs> did not understand what was going on there. Because you know what? They might have had canola oil because they were fishing and they could have made some fish with the uh, canola oil. And that would have been really good for that scene. To just like grab like, just some like, oil. Because it was supposed to be raw, no pun intended. And I feel like there would have been something so <laughs> real about him being like, go get the canola oil. To be fair, though, no, they were in the moment. And I think people do that. But like, there's something so real about being in the moment like, ha- and, and being having like, it's not like, working. we have a family and we like have to, I don't know, like, like this has to like work in a way that's like, wait, I don't know why I said we had a family. Now. Yeah. It's like too <laughs> caught up <laughs> in the plot. No, there's something about like the physics of that oh scene. Oh my God. In the end, this episode is about physics and friction. <laughs> and I just think it could have added a layer of interest for them to go get the canola oil. That's fair. The movie was too early in the like queer people being accepted on movies that I don't think they could be like, let's add a moment where the anal sex is so painful so, that they so realize yeah. that they actually need a lubricant and now they're panicking, rummaging around trying to find like butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I and I am like I, I you're right. It was a lot to ask for something made in like two thousand and three or something. But it was a funny thing to watch as a gay man. I feel like a lot of gay men are like, well, that's not realistic. Even yeah. though it was like a beautiful scene. But I think yeah. To me, it's not necessarily realistic, but if you've never also had gay sex before, or like anal sex, I should say, um, as they you might not had have in, lube. Yeah, you yeah. wouldn't think about it. You might not even realize like what's it gonna feel like when we try this. Like, well, Jake Gyllenhaal took it. Wow, I need to rewatch that. It's so good, but it's <laughs> so depressing. Like, 
you know the narrative around like we need queer stories where like they don't just get like absolutely obliterated and ripped in half by horses it's like that is what actually (laughs) that movie is that it is beautiful and amazing but but tragic aged in like an interesting way yeah it's nice to see a queer movie that is like positive now but like are there any no i just mean like there (laughs) yeah and there's like um you know young royals my favorite tv show what (laughs) young royals like that netflix so it's still like conflict and drama yeah yeah, but you're like overall you're like happy that i know i need to watch more kids i feel like it's the adult game movies that are like murderous and traumatic but no there are other good ones right I think there are lots and even even there's just so much queer representation like even watching drag race you know what I mean like yeah. there's lots of queer people on television now that are not just actually I mean drag race does actually exploit them for their most traumatic stories as well they're like now look at yourself as a kid what's the worst <laughs> thing that's ever happened to you say it to the kid however having said that there's still many beautiful just positive amazing moments about friendship and yes. like kinship and stuff like that and I think that's and there's more talk prevalent. about lube yeah, I guess. <laughs> what are like famous lube like Astroglide? I feel like there's gay KY man. jelly. That's yeah. I think the famous. There's one. like gay man lube that's probably like like Axe yeah, body so there, spray has yeah, advertising I that I don't know about. There are specifically lubes that are labeled anal lubes and that's usually because they're thicker like as opposed to Thick. rather than more liquidy, they're yeah. more like jelly. Also, you um, can use it for masturbation. Oh, yeah. Which I actually only started doing recently and was like, I have been missing out on my goddamn life. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, every movie, it's like, get the Vaseline or like, get the hand, whatever. Yeah, people say you can actually use hand cream, not for sexual but stuff. For but for masturbation. Yeah. But it's like, it is funny that I'd never even thought about that. I, I don't need to go there, but it's not for me. Lube and masturbation. Yeah, I don't know why. It's just not well, me. it wasn't for me until I turned like. I'm not saying I haven't tried it. I've tried it, and I'm always like, "Yeah, it could be better without it." <laughs> oh my god, he likes the raw hand. Um. Okay. So I don't want to end on the risks, but I was just gonna. I had one last little section about a few of the risks that are worth being aware of, and oh. studies that have shown yeah. risks. So, like for example, some anal lubes are labeled as numbing. Which they say is like not necessarily good because you may you not be aware feel. of injury. Yeah. yeah. Like, which obviously in the moment you might think is Numbing. good. Like, what? Like lidocaine or something? I don't know what's in it, but what? it obviously just like makes you not feel as much pain. Whoa. Which you might think is a That's good thing. But obviously, it's like when you take pain meds when you're in pain, it's like the pain is sometimes there to tell you that you're like doing damage, right? Um, Interesting. In. Animal testing, one study on guinea pigs. Yeah, one study in particular did find that herpes transmission was ninefold with the use of lube compared to no lube. And this is without a condom, though, right? Yeah, yeah. We're not yeah. talking about using condoms. I'm saying that's, that's why sometimes they're like, is the lube providing an environment to transmit what? more easily in animal? That is, okay. I know that needs yeah. to be studied more. And that's also a, just like so curious how. because it's an animal thing. It's like okay, I need you would want to know what the relation is in humans and then again it's just like wear a condom yeah yeah unless you but again it's education you know it's just like people can make their own decisions as long as you know what the possible risks are and everyone involved is consensual that's what i think yeah um in 2007 so interesting yeah it's very because you're right because you're right you haven't said this yet but um (laughs) it's like it's taboo and it's also like part of sexual appeal can be you know, just in the moment or being a bit risky. And, but then that can also tap and slide into spaces that are unsafe for somebody. And but like it, fetish and kink. I like, don't know how to talk about it properly. Mm-hmm. 
Like I just don't. Like I just know that. Yeah, like, we should. I know when we we did an episode on fetishes, some people reached out and they were like, "You should bring some like people on the pod who like either study that or like are part of those communities because yeah. it might bring another angle that we aren't like super aware of or totally. not that educated on." Which yeah. we, we definitely, I would be happy to revisit that as a podcast episode and bring somebody who like could help us navigate how to talk about those just, even outside of the science of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like it's a hyper like um I don't know how to, what the word is. It's like a hyper confusing thing to talk about more than even like quantum physics. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like I like or like dark matter. It's like there's something about like like sexual like kinks and yeah. fetishes that I'm like that's actually more confusing to me than like cuz there are dark really matter. big social implications. Oh, oh the light went out on our thing. And that's what it uh, oh, like kink go. community's mad. Um no, I think I think everyone is aware of that, and we're in a world where at least it's being discussed a lot more. And I think there is yeah. a lot more positivity around sex and education, but that leads to more people talking about it yeah. and giving their opinions, which we're even doing right now. Yeah, and of course that leads to people who feel like they're being either left out of that conversation or misrepresented in that conversation or not seen properly in that conversation. And sex is just so like big. It's just like mm. it's so part of everyone's life and like watching a goddamn even when TV it's not. show or whatever. Even people like not to put this on anyone else, but some people are like not interested in sex, but that still is a yeah. thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Or some people like, you know, in the gay world now, it's like you can be a side. You can be somebody who like doesn't Wait, isn't what's a that again? It's like you're not a top or a bottom. You don't want to have anal sex. Yeah. But you're like down to do other stuff. I think that's what oh, it is. That's a side. Cause then wasn't there like a day when grinder was like, you can write your side. Yeah. I think that means, wait, like, but does I, that mean like you can still rub a dick or do you not even want to rub a dick? I think side means you just don't want to have anal sex. Oh, okay. But I, I'm going to do my little research after this. Well, because I, then there's asexuality, which I think yeah. is like so interesting. So even in yeah. the conversations around what we don't like, it's can often relate back to sex. Um, True. Okay. Finishing up my risks. Or the risks that I was going to talk about. We, I did mention like the rectal tissue issues. So certain lubricants were found to f like do significant damage. It said major shedding of cells from tissue samples biopsies six biopsied sixty to ninety minutes after lubricant application Which was observed. Many? Oh. This didn't say specifically, but I think that probably <coughs> was the water based. But then they're saying water based is better with. Condoms. But like, would there be less shedding and damage with no lube? Uh, I th I think that's their point. Yeah, uh, that's so um, confusing to me. Yeah, you're right. It's like wouldn't there be like way more aggravation? Well, and also all the positives about lubrication. I think are th okay. that exact reason. Yeah, I don't know. But that's like, mostly on vaginas, so I don't. And know. it's interesting to talk about things at like a cellular level because, of course, then you're you're evaluating how like a quote unquote chemical, which may not be necessarily like toxic or something, is impacting cell tissue. But there's also something to be said about like like physical trauma yeah, yeah. you know what i mean and like having a different kind of impact on cell tissue or like mm. or like function at large not necessarily on individual tissues yeah okay but that thing. risk would also again be relating to sti so it's like wear a condom yeah um and then there's one final thing lubricants that contain the ingredient chlorhexidine which is an antibacterial agent has been shown to kill three species of lactobacillus. Oh, like good bacteria? Yeah, basically uh. in the vagina, um, which is like, it can make, how do you say this? Like unbalance the yeah, natural yeah. flora, um, which could lead to infections such as bacterial vaginosis. So, so say that chemical again. It I'll was called chlora, chlorhexidine, 
which was an antibacterial agent in much the same way, like even antibacterial soaps and stuff. Sometimes mm. it's like, it's maybe not worth like, you don't have to kill all the things in your body. Like not all bacteria is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's just worth knowing, especially if you have a vagina. I in assume general, might do the same thing in your anus. I don't know. In general though, it helps with pleasure. Yeah. It helps decrease pain. Yeah. It helps decrease, in many cases, also the physical damage of sex. Totally, yeah. It, like, I, obviously, me too. Obviously, having <laughs> a positive sexual experience, I would value, unless we knew these were, like, causing cancer and doing these. That is not the case, yeah. right? Like, these are, like, some risks that come with using it, particularly with anal sex. Slap on a condom and use some water-based lube. Let's go. Without <laughs> chlorhexidexamine. Or silicone. That was or like silicone. that was kind of like the other variety that didn't have those associations. That was almost like a better alternative, and that's just not on your sex toy. That's made out of silicone. That was kind of like yeah. their only thing. But the only thing I came across that was like, be careful with that, um, because that's what's already on a condom. If it's cool. if it's dipped in, lube. I love lube. <laughs> I love. I lube. do. Like I just am like. I don't know. It's something I learned when I turned I want to go to like a sex store and me like too. look and be like, have someone teach me and then actually find, cause I've never, I've never really explored this area. I've just kind of like taken what I can get. Yeah. I haven't been to like, a sex store in years. Me either. That would just be fun to do. Like just eat an edible and just be like, what are okay, options? I definitely am not eating an edible. I just feel like mind. from when I used to go to the one when I was young and like discovering my sexuality, it had theme park energy. There's just so right. many like, it's like things to look at. And they're all things that you're like, not seeing in other stores. Yeah, yeah. Whereas like, and if you go to like any pharmacy or any store mm-hmm. period, you're like, oh, I've seen this before. Yeah. Like, every aisle is the same. Yeah. And, yeah. It's like a grocery <clears throat> store has a pharmacy section or whatever. But when you go to a sex store, you're like, well, I haven't seen that. Yeah. I mean, and we should also go to one like in the neighborhood here. Cause I feel like it'll be catered towards like things that we all want to use. Yeah. The one that I used to go to in Toronto was on Young Street. Reach out if it's still there, because it was like it's it was like adjacent enough to the queer gay area, but like not exactly in it. So like mm-hmm. obviously like a like straight person who wasn't comfortable with their sexuality could walk in, but it was right. still like if Clearly, in the large scale of Toronto, it's yeah, like it's like where there's the a whole are. section of all like gay yeah. related sex stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just Do you remember like the it, name, or it was just like on. Young it Street. was like sex expectation or something <laughs> like that. It was everyone would know like it was like a four story building on Young Street oh near gosh. all the strip clubs. It was fun. Oh I used to go there as a kid and just be like, I grew up in a small town. We didn't have any of this. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> that is one thing. I got to go in there and like. It's probably why I'm like literally still shake when I'm like buying lube. I'm like, yeah, I swear it's not for me. <laughs> I would just go in and get like kind of hard because I'd be like, mm, there's like porn everywhere on the, <laughs> like not actually porn but it'd be like like a hot guy's body beside the dildo of the that you're yeah. buying because the dildo you're buying is supposed to be that hot guy's dick uh yeah no that makes sense it's like walking through an underwear aisle and you're like i'm so turned on yeah <laughs> especially as a young kid who's like closeted yeah like, i guess we're gonna go buy socks again right because yeah. they're near something else we like uh one last thing i'll say is when i was young enough that you knew me like so in university I think I was still like, I don't want to have to buy condoms and lube. A, I was cheap and B, probably too nervous to buy it and would like, you know, gay clubs have them all over and I would literally pocket like hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah, I remember doing <laughs> that They were too. free. I wasn't like yeah. stealing them, but I would be like, this is my... That's my. good. In the winter, I would just like put them in my jacket. That's so <laughs> good. That is such a good indication of how it that works. works. Putting yeah. them It's in, available. Yeah. I think that condoms and lube should be in every goddamn bar and restaurant. Like, yeah. why not? You're right. And in a, in a, it was in the bathroom, so it was a place that wasn't like out in the open where everyone would see you taking it. Obviously, there's people 
in the bathroom that can see you if you're with them. But even like a gorgeous, classy, hip restaurant that only has natural wines, you go in, they have yeah. their like really pretty wallpaper and they just have this little bowl mm-hmm. where there's like thinking about the Aesop soap and then a bowl of condoms and lube. That's a conversation starter. You walk back. A, if you're on a Tinder date, it's like, okay, there's a conversation starter that could help with the sex. B, it could, it's like, it's cool. It's all, it's safe. It's sexually yeah, positive. Right. I, I don't, like it. I don't disagree at all. I think obviously restaurants and bars are trying to define their feeling and vibe and that might create a vibe that they're like not going for you know what i mean i know but i but i, I think it's yeah, a very positive no, right, thing to do right. but it might be like insinuating like oh wait are we supposed to be having sex here well okay <laughs> but it's gorgeously designed there's like a swedish there's like there's like a swedish like wood underneath the sink with like kind of interesting like designs where you're like what is that and then you like lift up like this gorgeous wood like shelf and it's like underneath there's just like some condoms you're like oh that's what that is you're right and there's I, also I think, tampons and there's also all yeah these other no things. i i think you're right i think part of the reason it's so prevalent in like the gay areas is because of the high risk right of what are you saying you say gay people are obsessed with sex no but in particular <laughs> with like hiv transmission yeah true. or even sdi and like and the way that gay people engage in sex like on one hand, it's a scary thing, but on another thing, it's like also beautiful that it is like a community that's yeah. trying to look out for itself and say yeah. like, let's actually just be smart and have these available. Yeah. Even that like governments and doctor's offices in queer neighborhoods like will have more access to those things because it's like more quote unquote important because it's more needed. I think that's cool. Yeah. Whereas maybe in other bars, they're like, well, we're not actually hitting the target area because people here are either already have access to their own condoms or aren't looking for them huh. or are not at a high risk of something like an STI or accidental pregnancy. Huh. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I still, if Just I became mayor of Toronto, <laughs> that's what I would do. I have condoms <laughs> and lube everywhere. And then I'd be like, and I quit. That's all I needed. Okay. Well, thanks well, for listening. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We hope Rihanna was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let us know. Well, we'll know by now. Okay. See you guys next week. Please. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.